Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the 2628 Info Pod. You find us on the Chitty Chat Potty Pod platforms from Spotify to Apple Music and wherever you find your favourite podcast. Today, we're going to jump into today's episode straight away. We'll be talking about the upcoming Spring Flare this weekend and also the public engagement group. And the guest we have today is Mr. Ian Schofield. He's the secretary of the Lions Club, correct, Ian? Yep, that's correct, mate. You're still the secretary since last time we spoke yeah, to you? Yeah, still the secretary, yep, yep. Excellent. And also, Ian and I have been invited along to the public engagement group, which we've already got a podcast out on, by default, because I'm the RSL guy, and Ian is the Lions Club fella. So we're all go- also going to give you an update on what's been going on in that little environment. So first of all, Ian... How's the preparation been going for the Spring Fair this year, mate? Yeah, well, welcome everybody and thanks, Mark, for inviting me along. It's um, it's good this first time uh, we've been able to advertise locally the Spring Fair, although it's uh, through 2MNO, 2XL, Snow FM, Monero Post and um, or one other, I can't remember the name at the moment of the uh, advertiser, but... Um, yeah, the fair's going on and we've only got four days left now before the big day. Looks as though the weather's going to be great. It's forecast for 24, so fine and no rain, hopefully. The park's been mowed and looks beautiful. Uh, we've got um, over 50 stalls this year. For those that don't know, we've been running the fair annually for well over 30 years. And we have uh, three fairs during the course of the year. The Easter Fair, which is a, always a big fair, and get people from far and wide. The Spring Fair, which is uh, the same. Uh, Christmas Fair, um, which will be in its uh, third year this year. So that's going well along um, on great. And uh, we've got lots of support from the stalls and a lot of um, incoming foot traffic uh, going through the park during the day. So uh, this year we've got three major nurseries coming, so it's uh, time to get in for planting for spring. We've got uh, Cascade Nurseries, that have been a regular for many, many years. Uh, they're back on show with their trees. We also have uh, Tablelands Nursery, which is, um, again, a local uh, nursery, and Renee's Nursery, which sells roses. So Tablelands are doing bedding plants and uh, small stuff, so we've got a bit of a garden theme going on there for the keen gardeners to get in and buy some some stuff and uh, put your gardening gloves on and get into the garden. Get, we their, also, get their seedlings in early. Yep, get the seedlings in early. It's uh, starting to change. We haven't had too many frosts at the moment, so let's hope that's the that's the same. Uh, we've uh, got kids amusements. Uh, Peter Walk from Canberra who comes down. He's been coming down for. 35 years on a regular basis with his sons who run the amusement um, side of uh, things. They're the boys with the castle, with the jumping yeah, castle? Yeah, they're the guys with the jumping castle. Not sure whether that's going to be here, but there'll be other entertainments uh, through them uh, when they come down. We've got the Lions Barbecue, of course, which is our staple. Raises funds for um, uh, Berrydale Lions, um, which we uh, use those funds to go to good causes, both locally and um, far and wide. You've got plenty of people to help out in the van, have you? Yeah, we're a bit short this year because a uh, few people are away, but I think we've got a good crew coming, so we'll be setting up uh, around about 7.30. And we'll be able to kick off the barbecue with the hot food during the, d- during the day. 
What time does the nine o'clock is kick off? nine o'clock oh. mark is the um, official start. Although some people wander through a bit early, get something from the barbecue going, egg and bacon rolls, um, the staple uh, beef burgers and steaks. Um, yeah, so it should be a good day with the weather the way it's shaping up. What time does it wind up? Uh, we finish around about two. Although if there's plenty of patrons on the ground, we can keep we keep that going. So the stallholders are happy to be there, making a bit of money. It's a good uh, type of venue for them to come and um, do that because some of these stalls are mums and dads or people that rely on a bit of bit of pocket money, I suppose. And it's getting ready for Christmas as well. So uh, we've got the um, distillery from Captain's Flat, which is a whiskey distillery. So they're back again with their uh, with their whiskey. So get in and buy some early presents. Excellent, mate. Fifty this year is that it's that same number you've pretty much hit in the last couple of years, no, or is it it's an increase from yeah, previous we've, years? We've we've grown considerably over the years. Yeah, um, I mean, we used to be around about 20, 20 to thirty. This year, I've got the whole park filled, so I'm still trying to find spots because people are still booking in to have a stall. But um, at this stage, we're up to 50 stalls, so um, there should be a good atmosphere. We've got uh, live music. Uh, the barbecue van has um, eight ATM facilities, so oh, cool. uh, so you've got a, a card. You don't have to rely on cash. And the you said music. There's going to be music. Well, we got there, we got or? we got music. We haven't got anybody doing anything specific, so we'll just put on um, oh, just some background music. Just background music. Just background music throughout throughout the park. We uh, got a professional setup uh, in the park now, so um, it, it can be uh, broadcast uh, right right through the park. So it makes it um, pretty interesting. And the ambience and the and everyone getting around and there's plenty of people from far and wide, as you say, come along to the the, the fairs that you put in on yeah, throughout the year. It, because we've been going so long and um, we get a lot of uh, return customers from out of town, specifically come through for the uh, specifically for the fair and then go on to uh, look around places locally. The ski season uh, being cut short this this year because uh, it's finished today to Perisher. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether people are still coming down and are still visiting the area. And any formalities this year? I know you've had some special guests previously. Yeah, Have you got anybody no, coming along of any significance? No, no, we haven't got anybody coming along unless Mark would like to open, <laughs> unless Mark would like to open it. Um, but uh, no, there's no uh, no formalities. It's just a fun a fun day. All right, cool, mate. That's, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Yeah, it's short this year. Set up at, uh, oh, sorry, start officially at uh, nine o'clock and finish at two. Yep. So come down and enjoy the good weather that's uh, forecast. Have a good feed. Keep the economy going by buying uh, your bits and pieces That uh, because most of the stalls are varied, so there's a lot of interest uh, for everybody. Very cool, mate. No, it should be a good day. And then, like you said, the weather's looking good at this point in time, yeah. so it won't, yeah. be, won't be any rain around. And, yeah, and I noticed wind coming in on Sunday, so hopefully it'll stay nice, fresh. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we need the Saturday. rain, but it uh, be nice to have a, a nice day on Saturday. Anything else you want to add on there? No, I, I don't think so. you've done think pretty so. well. I don't think so. I just, you know, hope you can all come along. Uh, tell your friends. As I said before, enjoy the day. Awesome, mate. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, background and debrief on the on the fair this weekend. Yeah, that's Looking fine. Forward to it. Hopefully I'll get this podcast out tonight. I'll do the editing tonight and I'll be on 
the streets tonight for people to uh, listen to before the day. Hopefully we'll get um, some interest, and I'm sure there is interest without the podcast anyway, but it might even help uh, other people know what's going on and what time. And you said one thing, people are still booking in for stores. Is it too late? What's the cutoff date for booking in for stores, and how, well, much, how much does that cost? Well, I have a park map with each store, with, with the location of, of stalls where they can set up. Because I'm up to 50, which is the most we've had, <clears throat> you can still uh, book in for a stall, and uh, on the day... There are other spots within the park, both on um, Bolton Street side and on the main park on Gingerbine Road. So, so it's not too late to get in. How, do, how do they contact you for that? Okay, well, if they just go on to www.berrydalelions slash bookings, uh, stallholders slash bookings, come to a web page there which you can submit. Insurance, stall insurance is required, but you can download that at the same time. I'm monitoring that on a daily basis, so uh, you won't be forgotten. Once your uh, application is in, I'll uh, give you a, a, a call, uh, confirm store and um, see you on the day. That's cool, man. And how much is it for a store? Well, a single. Did you mention that? Yeah, no. singles. Not no, singles. It's all on the um, on the website. Oh, yep, right. Um, however, single stores are uh, twenty. Oh, it's a, what a bargain! Yeah, it is. Um, a double is um, thirty-five, yeah. and a triple is fifty. But um, oh, cool. as I say, stall stall spaces are running out very fast. So uh, get in early and uh, not yeah. the last minute. Yep, understandable. And can you tell us a little bit about the insurance? Do you know anything about the insurance, how much that costs people? Yeah, for well, people just want to come along and open up a little yeah, store? Yeah, well, stall insurance you can get through most of the major insurance companies. It varies from one to another, but generally some some of them do offer uh, day insurance. So you just have to probably ring around and uh, try and find the best price, but uh, Definitely you can get stall insurance without any worries. And, and you definitely need that bit of paper or that yeah, a, a confirmation def- of yeah, the insurance before we, they, can, they can come in. Yeah, we do need that. Um, Barrydale Lines doesn't cover uh, markets, unlike Rotary where they're a lot bigger and they hold them every day. Ours, as I say, are only annual fares and uh, it's just cost prohibitive for us to um, uh, to insure each particular stall that comes across. So we do ask that you get your own through your own broker or direct through the insurance company. Excellent. Okay, our second part of this podcast is going to be talking about the PEG. Yes. The infamous PEG, the public engagement group. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I just want to lead Ian on with along with the conversation here because we have both been involved with the public engagement group based around the Berrydale Beautification plan which we're turning into a program and getting stuff done so everybody out there has been asking questions after the first podcast which had uh, some pretty good previews and views so we want to bring people up to date with what has been going on in that space i hate that word space because it feels like nothing's going on in space but there has been stuff going on in the environment in the landscape we're moving forward landscape pardon the pun but um we did a meeting about, oh gee, I won't have the dates in front of me, but it was about six weeks ago, I think our first meeting was. Basically, the first meeting was getting together and working out the group and the terms of references and what the overall objectives were of for the PEG. It's actually the public engagement group. That meeting went pretty well, I thought, Ian. Most people showed up. One person didn't show up who nominated to be on the group, but uh, everybody else was there at that stage. 
And very quickly, just to go around the room of people that were there, Gary Finn is our project manager from the council. He's running the show. There's myself and Ian, as you all know. There's also Mandy Woodhouse from the hairdressing shop. And we also have Narelle and Nicole, who are, their surnames it's forgotten for the moment. Do you know their surnames, Narelle and Nicole? No, I can't remember at this stage. I only okay. know them locally as... Um as community members and yeah. and also the moulds, Colin and Cheryl Mould, and they've been sharing a bit of uh, the meetings between themselves. So we've got a good representation from the community there. And as I was saying, the first meeting was just to get together and make sure that we all understood what our objectives were. Can you, do you want to add anything to that first meeting outcomes, mate? No, it's uh, good to see that um, there is funding in place. Community members um, are looking to try and improve what we have at the moment. It's been a long time coming, but um, it's uh, we've got deadlines. These have only been tentative meetings. To walk around the park, walk around the village at the bottom end, try and have a consensus as to what's going to be best for the community with this funding and the beautification. That's right, mate. And the first meeting we qualified amongst the group and with Gary, the project manager, that one of the objectives with the funding is flood mitigation through the town. We asked questions around the best method to go about doing that. And he agreed that possibly with the funding that we have, we may not fix that totally. But what we aim to do is remove the water from the two roads that get affected, which is Mayak Street and Park Street. And the the priority of the of this Berrydale beautification plan is to lift those roads, yeah, and put a culvert under those roads. So that's going to probably dig into our our funding a little bit, which is one point one million dollars. So yeah. we hopefully whatever we change, we have left out of that. We can put some improvements with regards to the aesthetics of the, the main road and and that side of the road in the Lions Club and the RSL Park and and those two roads. That's as, right. I, as I just said, we did pretty much qualify that it may not fix the flooding issues because really the flooding issues are before and after that part of the town but we, we should be able to improve the flow and we'll see what happens I guess I'm no expert when it comes to hydrologists which is the word yep. I learnt that night we have to have a hydrologist report but yep. um, one of the promises there just before I, I let you go in one of the promises there because a lot of people will be asking about the trees in the park uh, according to Gary he sees no reason why any trees should be affected by the works that are going to go ahead so that's something I think um, everyone needs to know out there and gives them gives us as a community some confidence that we're not going to go through the old cutting down the tree debacle as part of the flood mitigation process so that was a nice thing to hear on meeting one anything else from meeting one mate you want to bring up no oh, that was I, a while ago now no what i would like to say is that whilst there's only five or six of us on this small committee we're only advisory for the community so what we've suggested and put forward is not is not necessary to the views of everybody in the community but it's the best way we can get around trying to get this thing up and running and the beautification project completed we're only in a uh, planning stage a lot of that's going ahead quite well we're in the process of getting uh, quotes i suppose uh, for what works we want to do it will uh, will be going through to to the community before any decisions are, are made, so that we can get uh, comfortable feedback to uh, complete the the money that we have uh, to be spent. Yeah, and that's right, mate. And so after uh, meeting one, meeting two involved the group again. 
doing a walkthrough talk through of the areas that will be affected. So we're on the ground uh, suggesting ideas. Gary Finn, uh, who I said before, the project manager, he's not from Berrydale, so he's becoming more familiar with the with the landscape and the territory that he's dealing with. And that's where the community group was able to suggest ideas. So we were able to sort of picture in our heads what we believe might be some of the things that we can plan for in the future, but not necessarily get done in this phase, but for phases down the track. So if we're able to come up with a concept plan now and get the drawings made up, they'll stay in place for the rest of the other two stages that are coming coming down uh, the line once this phase is over. And this phase is supposed to be completed in February 2025. So we've still got a little ways to go yet. But uh, some of the suggestions that were put forward by the group, they are looking at um, some areas over near the Lions Park space there in front of the, 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 uh, the motel putting in a half-court basketball court for kids to come down and play, an extra barbecue on that side of the road. Yeah, that's right, Mark. An Anything else, barbecue, mate? You can think of that barbecue. near the Lions Club? Uh, cleaning up the uh, the creek bed itself. So, yep, that's right. Yep. Um, that might take putting in a walking track that going from um, Mayak Street going all the way up to Robert Street, I think it is, uh, yep. where the bridge up there, so that people can have a good stroll on, uh, on flat ground, so to speak, or if it's been raining, not get uh, too muddy. So that should be that should be nice. But as Mark has said, we might not be able to get all these things done. But once we know what the costing is, we'll be able to go ahead and maybe get halfway there. That's right. And then the other phases can can come forward with more funding once the grants get approved to move forward. So we, we sort of we are definitely planning for the flood mitigation and phase three, which is lifting of the two roads and some some bobs around the edges but if we can't have the funding for this particular phase then funding will be coming forward for for the next couple of phases which these ideas are being put forward now these ideas aren't in concrete as ian has suggested we put them in the concept phase it'll go those plans will go out to the community for a little bit more consultation but before we go that part just uh finalize with what was happening with the rsl park not only were the trees not going to get affected but there's going to be an arborist report put in for the the continued management of the trees yep. and and also ideas around revegetation yeah and, right. and propagation of the current trees now so those trees will be with us for centuries to come if we do our, if we do our business right now also I was looking at putting in a virtual tour of the history of the park which is one of the ideas that was put forward and uh, Gary said that shouldn't be too hard to organize as well so there are a few bits and pieces around the size, as I said, that we hopefully can cover off in this phase and look forward to 2025 when we can deliver on those. Meeting three, which was when Gary would to come together and, and bring forward those ideas on paper that we suggested to him. And there wasn't as many that attended in that meeting because people have things to do, obviously. So there was Colin Mould, myself, Ian and Mandy Woodhouse at that meeting. Basically, that conversation was confirming the things we spoke about on the ground. Outcome of that meeting was artistic impression, is that right? Which goes out to tender. And Gary said that that tender process will take four weeks. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was, so, about, it was about four weeks to uh, get it all together. So how far Gary's got with the, uh, with the tender process? Yeah, I, I think he said we won't get together until he's got that tender sorted. Yeah, yeah, but so um, he's couple, turning around a couple so, of weeks away. Yeah, we talk tender. Just be mindful that that's not a um, done deal. A, a done this, deal. This is this is a tender for the artistic impression drawings. Yes, that's mm. right. That's, all, to that's get, as far as we go ahead at the moment. To, to get an idea as to how much things might cost, 
before we uh, get a grants to put them in place. That's right. And and that's and you suggested uh, during that meeting, Ian, that once we got those drawings made up, then we put them on display for the rest of the community to have their input and, you know, to get some visual idea of what it may look like once the project is complete. Yeah, that's correct, mate. Which, yeah. is, which is a good yeah. way to go about, mate. Yeah, I think so. There was one thing else that came out of that meeting that I'd like to broadcast here was a suggestion by a community member who's not in the group uh, talking about a theme for Berrydale to have a a particular, uh, what's the word, like a big sheep or a big thong or a big big pineapple <laughs> or a big something, something big. Yeah, it, yeah, came, that was, that it was, came across that um, – um, particularly remember that we put uh, massive boulder somewhere, as seeing as that we're in the boulder country. Something like that, uh, yeah. A yeah, big, something like that. A so big stone. Put your thinking caps on so that when uh, when you get the chance to uh, visit the um, development plan that uh, you can have your say and maybe you come up with a different uh, different theme for Berida. Yep, maybe a different theme. But so the one that's brought forward at the moment that a lot of people have thought was a good idea was to have a boulder or something around our stonemasons and the stonework and the and the rock that gets around this area. It's very unique to the area, and it's, it's not. I don't think there's one in Australia, at least. We we'll have to check that out, I guess, before yeah, we put yeah. it forward. We don't want to be second, do we? No, I don't want to be second. We want to be first. Berrydale's number one. That's right. And my ACDC theme didn't make the vote, so unfortunately <laughs> um, ACDC will have to wait until phase five. <laughs> Somewhere I can always do. Some, I can always no, sing on the podcast with people. Somewhere down AC/DC. the track, Mark. Somewhere yeah. down okay. the track. So, okay. So that pretty much winds um, today's podcast up. Thanks, Ian, for coming along once again. Just to wrap it up for you out there, if you are happen to be listening, or if you're not listening, tell the folks out there the facts that this Saturday, nine o'clock to two o'clock, we've got the Spring Fair. Can't wait. It's gonna be a big day. More stalls than ever. It's still enough time to get your stalls in. And about three or four weeks' time from now, we'll have the tender process done for the artistic impression for the Berrydale Beautification Plan. And after that, I'd imagine that there'd be a little bit of work involved with doing the drawings. So that could possibly be another month away. So hang in there, folks. We're working in the background to get things done in Berrydale. I've got one of the beautiful men here sitting across me who's a magnificent volunteer in the area. And uh, I'm proud to call him my mate. And, yeah, thanks, uh, and I'd love to have him come along in the podcast and talk more as we as we move forward, Ian. Ian okay. Any outward words, mate? Yeah, just uh, like to see you all at the fair. As I say, it's been going on for 30-odd years, so it's a, a good day out for the family with uh, plenty of uh, interest for everybody. So see you later. Bye. See you, folks. No jokes today, mate.